This is Pull Request Hot Topic. Short and sweet and hard to beat. Pull Request Hot Topic is a quick shot of tech news diving into one highly relevant topic each episode with two techno experts, Eric Newman and Ryan Swiner. Today's episode, Recent Revelations in Robotics. Hello everybody, welcome to another Pull Request Hot Topic, a short and sweet little shot of tech news. But I'm not going to have a shot of anything because I'm under the weather. Across the country for me, as usual, is uh, Ryan Swiner. Hi, Ryan. Hey, How yo. you doing? Doing pretty good. Um, you you actually brought this topic up, and this week has been an exceptionally uh, uh, productive week about robotics or in, or in robotics news. Yes. And uh, it's it, there's that video of um, that that Boston Dynamics. Um, Thing. It's not a. It's not a dog, but it's a, it's no. a humanoid robotic. Yeah. Thing. What What is that? It's called the Atlas. It's what is the Atlas? Yeah. So Boston Dynamics is um, infamous for their collection of robots that can do um, sort of unnerving things. Atlas is their humanoid robot, and uh, every it seems like every five to six months they release a new video of it doing something increasingly crazier like they the last time it was basically it doing parkour and then before that they had a two-legged robot like running through the woods um wow and then uh there was a video before that where they had it like picking up boxes and moving it around a factory but um, i remember seeing that one yeah yeah that was and then there was the uh the cursing the dubbed version of it that was actually like pretty funny wasn't um, there also one where they tried to knock it down and it kept managing to not knock over or something like that yeah, yeah, yeah. They they have like a there was a the video that they put out about it, but there's a really funny version of it where someone did a cursing mod video where they dubbed the robots' reactions to being like prodded and knocked over, and it just like cusses at its uh, handlers. That's um, funny. But the most what's recent... going to happen when the when the government buys like ten million of these? Oh, that's exactly like that's the concern. It's so obvious, right? Like if you have a humanoid robot that can run around and basically like do gymnastics and handle things and pick things up and just do general manual labor tasks. You can also certainly hold a gun and you can send in, you, you can don't send have to Skynet. hold a gun. The gun is going to be just part of your anatomy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I like that black mirror episode with the robot dog that has the gun in its foot. Sure. I didn't see that one, but yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll believe it. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's, um, that's great. I'm, I'm, I'm so happy for our future in the, uh, well, it's, things we use for good. It's one of those things. It's like it's it's half good. It's mostly good. I mean, it on, could be used for good. On the on, on the one hand, you can imagine it being this general purpose manual labor machine that we don't have. What to, happens when there's no? What happens when there's like another protest in New York, and the NYPD just unveiled ten of these, and they just start mar- marching towards the protesters in the opposite direction? Uh, What's going to happen? Yeah, because they don't care if you hit them with. Or yell abuse at them. They just they just keep going. Keep going. They just keep. They just hold the line. Yes. Well, mm. here's something. Uh, yeah, that's like, uh, well. Here's something a little more lighthearted, hopefully. Uh, <laughs> which is that at MIT, also yeah. not in Boston but nearby, uh, they've come up with a new robot that let it that inspects random objects. And can essentially sort them. What, like uh, what kind of what kind of objects is it it's sorting? Just anything? The dense object net, 
Looking at objects as collections of points that serve as a visual roadmap. This approach lets robots better understand and manipulate items and, most importantly, allows them to even pick up a specific object among a clutter of similar-looking things. Mm. Valuable skill for the kinds of machines that will eventually replace you and I in the work in the workplace. <laughs> it sounds like oh. a, um, that sounds like a machine learning like – it's, it's definitely a – a deep learning like vision task. Where it's, it's it's like pre, it's like Montessori preschool for robots. Yeah. And now and and it's kind of I mean anyway. Um so yeah, someone might use this dense object network robot to grab onto a specific spot of an object, say the tongue of a shoe. And from that it can look at the shoe like it had never been seen before and successfully grab the tongue of the shoe rather than just clenching it on the side or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's a novel approach and in, in computer vision and and, uh, and robotics and and how, and how to manipulate objects. Didn't you say there was uh, something going on at NASA too? Now another yeah another uh, That's robotics right. development. There's What's that about? Shape shifting robot. This is even further away from the at least the humanoid robot that uh, Boston Dynamics has and is already being used by an arm of the government, but for good things, uh, which is that. They just released NASA this week. Released a press release, so that's redundant. Um, uh, for a 3D printed prototype called the Shape Shapeshifter robot that can apparently roam around on all different types of terrain, and um, I guess it's just a really complex rover. If you think about it, an, an autonomous rover, but uh, it's it like looks the... like a it's, it looks like a drone made out of connects. Okay, I was thinking of like Shang Tsung. No, you know the shape shifting. Mortal Kombat character. No, because that's still humanoid. Yeah, so this thing can become like any shape. Just becomes it, whatever it needs it, to be. It can become a few shapes. Like I said, it's like connects plus a couple of drones, and they want to use it to deploy to uh, one of the moons of Saturn, Saturn's moon Titan. Can and it, it's a uh, can it fly? To, if it's part, if it's part drones, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I was wondering, it's like, it and it can have, also, like, and it's like, and it's like two hemispheric things that can pair together to create a wheel and it just rolls on top of itself and then they can separate and become two drones and fly away so it's like bb8 and then it can turn into it can BB4. split in half and become a drone and become yeah can, yep and <laughs> half and bb before that's right mm-hmm. um and sh- and putting it all together how about a nervous system with fiber optic cable uh, okay, it sounds like a military airplane, like a military airplane that uses a bunch of fiber optic stuff to communicate things around. But where is isn't, fi- they isn't giving, fiber optics everywhere, or aren't fiber optics everywhere? What are they? So you say a fiber optic nervous system is like on a robot yes. that can just detect touch or uh, exactly, things. but it detects touch through photons, and they cre- and this team created uh, a sheath they called it of optical lace. That essentially, when you press on it, will emit a photon that has it, 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 the, the sheath. Uh, the, sorry, the optical lace has an input and an output stream, and when you press on it, they get combined, and you'll be able to tell precisely where something is, along with the intensity of where it is relatively to the interference between the two streams. Mm. So it will then that type of information being at the electrical level will allow robots to be able to much better interpret all of the information around them and be able to kind of understand, like actually understand where, they, where their quote-unquote limbs are. Um, it's something that we as humans have called proprioception, 
we kind of know where our hands and feet are, hands and arms and legs are, without really having to look at them. <clears throat> and uh, this kind of allows or is a step towards that direction with robotics. Uh, it's, very, it's very interesting. Um, and it essentially replicates nerve endings with fiber optics and, uh, and photons rather than... I mean, it's still electrical signals if you think about it for mm. us. Yeah, but, we just have a much more... We have an emotional connection to them. Well, that's, that's you know, our programming is a little bit more advanced. Right now, still, right for now. the time being. Exactly. This is but like... you put all of these robots together and you have a very mean machine that can... Do you ever, think it's, of... you ever think it's funny how little time we generally spend thinking about robotics as, as developers. It's, well, I mean, there are a lot of developers that work on robotics and on robots. Yeah. So, but it's we like, don't. I, yeah, we don't, we also have like, but I feel like I should, I feel like I should have more projects where I have robot things. Me? Nothing. I suppose. You I just, just go on. Uh, what is that? What is that website? Add a fruit, Ada fruit. There's there's actually there's a kit I think I want to get off Amazon. It's basically like a little a little car robot that has a bunch of visual sensors on it and stuff, so you can deploy little little ML models and have it like navigate a room, do like like learn things about autonomous driving and Sure. I mean, you know what's really interesting if you think about it? We we talk a lot in the industry about ML, machine learning and AI, artificial intelligence, but we don't actually spend a lot of time talking about robotics. Yeah, and it seems like they're a very. I've had I've had some ideas about things that I would love to make. Like, um, like imagine if you had, uh, you know, fast forward us a couple of years. We have Starlink. We have worldwide internet. You could have like a little fish robot that's solar powered that just comes up to recharge its batteries every now and then. That just like goes around the world and gathers data and sees stuff, and then just beams it up to the internet like every few hours, just like surfaces and. And connects like the amount of data that you could get just from that kind of stuff, like atmospheric and the amount of like marine research that you could get done. Right. It's, it's like, um, I mean, it's like what they how they refuel planes in the air. Yeah. But you could just kind of you could refuel the drone with batteries or electric or electric or somehow. Yeah. yeah. And if you had the per, the perpetual internet connection, I think is kind of what's special. Like if you had, if you well, really, that's good. That that I think honestly would be easier. To, to accomplish than uh, the the perpetual charging because we already have satellites everywhere and and complex radios that transmit information. So yeah, I mean those are they're a little bit hard to communicate with because the ones that you can do that with are generally like geo orbit. But what's going to be special about like Starlink and some of these competing uh, like OneWeb these things that are going to compete to to provide worldwide internet access is that it will take a much smaller piece of hardware to communicate with a, a satellite in leo orbit is the idea but i've also What's heard leo orbit uh low earth orbit so it's oh. like uh uh like only a, a couple miles like a mile or two above above the earth's surface gotcha yeah well uh i think that's a good place to end it yeah i think so i think we we've accomplished our goal for today's hot topic i think so and why don't you join us uh Later on, I guess this week for an all-new Polar Quest and another hot topic coming up soon. That's it. Have a have a great night. Nice. Later, folks. See ya. This has been a Pneumonium production. The views and opinions expressed on Polar Quest do not necessarily reflect those of Pneumonium LLC or its subsidiaries. 